0: Welcome to the Trail Manners podcast. This is episode number one hundred and forty-two of the Single Track Session. I am your host Eric Manning, and uh, we'll just uh, get into the first thing, which is our beer of the week. This week's beer of the week is a Sierra Nevada. It's the Brute IPA, extra dry IPA. Um, let's see, this one is twelve fluid ounces. That's good to have on the bottle, just to be safe. Um, it is 6.2% and it's a pretty good beer. It's very drinkable. Um, when it says extra dry, still wet, so I don't know how extra dry it is, but it's a good beer. Not super hoppy. Um, kind of that champagne style finish is what the, what that comes with, but it's a very drinkable beverage from Sierra Nevada um, out of California and North Carolina. Don't let me forget about that the other location, but uh, it's a good one. So if you get a chance, give it a shot. It's a spring seasonal, so I don't know if you'll see those out there anymore. This was a gift, and I probably waited a little too long to drink this one being a, uh, when did I get this one? I think I got it in Um, June-ish. I've been waiting to try it, um, but it says a champagne-style beer, so what a great time to pop this one because the show launches on Thursday, August 15th, And it just so happens on Friday, August 16th, the day after the show launch, I start my new job. Um, So that's why it's a great time to try this champagne-style Brute IPA from Sierra Nevada. As you know, if you listened to the show a couple weeks ago, uh, I'm starting a new position, and I'm very excited, uh, very nervous as well. Um, I'm starting a position as the assistant executive director uh, with a local uh, nonprofit, Weber Pathways. Um, They've been around for quite a while here in the area, and they are an amazing group of people. Um, I was very fortunate I sat in on my first board meeting this past week. So before I've started officially, um, there's a board meeting, and I sat in on that. I got to meet a lot of the new board members, um, introduce myself a little bit, which as if you know me, you know that's not necessarily a strong suit of mine. Um, but, man, what, an, what a uh, jumping into this job. Uh, so many cool things going on with Weber Pathways in the area. There's a ribbon-cutting ceremony um, Thursday, the day this show launches for a trail that was uh, a path that was just uh, built up in uh, the Eden area by Wolf Creek. Um, and there's just a lot of things going on um, with Weber Pathways nonstop, and I'm very excited. Um, I know I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but if you didn't listen, and if you did, you get to hear it again, because I'm super excited to be a part of this group and uh, basically train and learn from Mark, who is the executive, the current executive director. I'll be helping in any way possible and then learning the ropes and uh, a lot of meetings next week uh, as well with different council members and cities, and, and I'm just really excited. It's a new step, a um, little challenging. It's going to be an office job, wearing pants, which is a big step if you know that one as well, but uh, very excited. So that's why this week I've been saving this Brute IPA for a special occasion, being a champagne-style IPA, um, to celebrate that. So I'm very excited, very honored, and I'm thankful that I got this opportunity to uh, take my career into a different direction. With saying that, I absolutely want to thank my previous employer. I've got one more day left um, with IPA Connect with Andy. Um, he's, I've been there for two and a half years now, and I've loved the job. I love the flexibility of working from home with my dog Gunner. He's going to be a little sad. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just a different step and a new chapter in life, and I'm very excited, and I, I look forward to the challenge And now I'm looking forward to buying a mountain bike. That's you heard it here. Or some type of bike. I mean, it's it's active transportation is what we're promoting at Weaver Pathways. And I'm really, I'm on the same street as my office, but four blocks down. So there'll be some walking involved. Uh, But yeah, I just uh, need to start commuting via bike. And when I moved, I sold my mountain bike and my road bike. So it's time to buy a bike. And I went into a bike shop to buy a bike, and I found out it's sold out till October from the manufacturer. So I'm in the market for a bike. Anybody wants to help me out, I would be more than happy to take your pity or help or advice. Uh, I am looking for a mountain bike, I think, to start. It was originally going to be a gravel bike, um, but, man, bikes are so expensive. And then my buddy, Joel Hatch, you may have heard of him, um, he just messaged me and says, Hey, man, I'm buying a mountain bike. <laughs> So so just because we don't do the podcast together does not mean we still don't link up in some other atmosphere with our brainwaves because, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's getting a mountain bike, and so that's kind of a next step. Just a different way of transportation. I'm still a runner. going to run. That's the deal. But it's nice to have and let her uh, quiver in your, your case uh, for a little bit of training. So yeah, if you got any advice for me out there, the bike I was looking at was a giant um stance one 29er sold out until october and then i now i'm looking at the giant trance three 29er which is a kind of a step up from that in the giant realm um but yeah looking out there if you've got anything i'm kind of looking rather rapidly rapido um so if you've got uh, any advice for me i don't know anything about bikes i know how to shift them i know where the pedals are I know that it hurts my undercarriage, even when I test drove a bike for about 10 minutes. So I've got a lot of a lot of room to to learn. But uh, I'm very excited. And I'm very excited uh, for Weber Pathways. I want to thank Mark and the uh, board uh, for having enough faith in me to bring me on and see where it goes from there. So I um, also want to give a shout-out. Um, some of you may know this, but uh, last week... Um, which would have been 8-8 August 8th, which happens to be my favorite number. Um, I celebrated 31 years um, that a group of uh, friends and uh, my high school soccer coach, we broke the world record uh, for the longest soccer game ever played. I know some of you already know this out there. It comes up once a year, right? So anyway, it's been 31 years on 8-8-88, and yes, I had some part to do with that, as well as my high school coaches. favorite number was 8 on August 8, 1988, we set out to break the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest soccer game ever played. At the time, the record was 74 and a half hours nonstop. We ended up going for 75 and a half hours at the time, so we went from 88, 8, 88 to 8-11, 88. Um, and so, yeah, we just celebrated 31 years of that. There were 22 of us that stepped on the field, two teams of 11, and we both walked away with 9 v 9. Um, with the rules of the Guinness Book, you were allowed to finish with seven each side, no subs. You got a five-minute break after every hour that you played. So you could play like six hours and then take a 30-minute break. Um, but yeah, it was essentially you get a five-minute break after every hour. He um, had to document everything. but uh, And at the time, I think I was just turned 18. So that kind of set me up for... Um, understanding that mental side of things at a very, very young age. This was before gels and sports drinks. I mean, we were drinking Gatorade and water and eating potato logs and, um, you know, those things you could do when you were 17, 18 years old. But a uh, huge shout-out to all my friends, um, everybody that was a part of that, all 22 of you that played, as well as the massive, massive support we got from friends, family, and community uh, in the Roy area. That was Roy High School. Um I do have the Guinness Book of World Records that sits in. So, um, 31 years, 75 half, 75 and a half hour of continuous soccer. I think I had what did I have 33 goals in that. So not a ton. I think the leading score had 80 goals, but it was like 300 and something to something. And yes, I was on the winning team. It was the Dragons and the Knights. Uh, but yeah, anyway, little uh, little history there. 31 years. I can't believe I'm that old. Um, that we took care of that. So uh, thanks for everybody that was involved in that. I also want to give a huge thank you to a friend of the show, listener Henry Howard with Run Spirited. Um, he's been helping and, and uh, graciously volunteered to help with a new intro uh, to the pod, the Tuesday show that will be coming back, trust me. Um, since Joel's no longer with the show, other few tweaks, Henry was kind enough to uh, message me. And uh, if you've re- read any of his stuff in his interviews over on Run Spirited, you know that Henry has got way with words. He actually interviewed me about a year ago. um, And how it turned out actually really good. Like I was like, wow, this, this was all right. It made me sound better than I, than I am. So I liked it. Uh, But a big, huge thanks to Henry. And if you haven't taken time, check him out, follow him on Facebook, run spirited. A lot of good interviews he does with some, some great athletes and some great people. But Henry, thank you so much for taking the time to help me uh, get a new intro going and hopefully we'll get that going shortly. So Uh, Next up, school. School's almost here. Uh, Some places it's already started. Some, you know, with the weird schedules that they do with school. Some won't start for a while, but school will be back in session very soon, which I know for a lot of people means tweaking your your training Um, because in the summer maybe you're a little more flexible um, because kids sleep in or maybe you're, you know, maybe not as flexible. I don't know. Um, But I know with me when school starts, it kind of changes when I can take my daughter to school when I have to run. And now with an, a job I have to be in an office from the last two and a half years, that's going to be different. So, yeah, school started. So please, if you're driving around in the mornings, be, be very cautious. Um, don't run people over. Also coming up for me, my fall, my new season for coaching soccer starts here in about a week and a half. We've been doing quite a few tournaments. We're leaving for San Francisco at the end of the month for a tournament, uh, but our season's right around the corner, so that's just yet another thing to throw in the mix for me to, to pay attention to and focus on, but I'm real excited about that. So um, We also want to give a, a huge shout-out to Friend of the Show. If, if you listened a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that Scott Jaime was on the Colorado Trail. Um, he was going unsupported from Waterton Canyon to Durango, um, and unfortunately that uh, was cut short. I got a message from him, text message from him, that he he pulled up. Um, he just wasn't. He he said his old body was was not into it. Um, if you if you know Scott, you know the guy does whatever he sets his mind to. But it was interesting talking to him a little bit, just via text and seeing some posts. Is, you know, he just felt like he, he wasn't prepared to carry that large and heavy of a pack, and he has a lot to learn, and I guarantee it won't be his last stop. Um, but, man, what a what a great uh, adventure um, to, to even set out and have the, the guts to do that. Um, and then we started talking about our own fast packing. So, um, God, I don't even know when year it was now. It's been a while. Um, 2007, that's when it was. 2007, uh, Scott Jaime. This is before I ran ultras. So he he uh, knows that I'm one of those people that hey you want to do this and even if it sounds stupid I'm usually like yeah let's give it a whirl. Um, but in 2007 I got a he was living here and we decided or he just moved to Colorado and he wanted to do the um, Highline Trail in the Uintas. The Highline Trail stretches you know roughly 80 miles, um, eight passes, and it's a big undertaking and we decided. Scott decided, I was just along for the ride, that uh, he wanted to do it. And I said, let's do it. Um, And so we set out to do it. It was one of the hardest to this date things I've ever done. Uh, It wasn't running. I was absolutely not... um, in the shape I was when I, you know, been running hundreds and fifties and things like that. And and we were walking. So if you run, if you're a runner, marathon, whatever you run, you know, that walking can a lot of times hurt more, um, because you're on your feet longer. Um, it's kind of that rhythmic thing. It, I don't know. It just, it just, it's walking's brutal. Hiking is hard. <laughs> I'm not saying running's not, but hiking is hard. So, um, uh, but yeah, we set out and, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and so we started talking about that a little bit, reminiscing. And um, when we set out to do it, it, we ended up doing 82 miles. We kind of took a detour in um, 43 hours and 58 minutes. Um, and I remember just how beat up we were. And Scott was kind enough back then. He wrote up a little little write-up on our adventure, which I'm glad he did because it helps me remember... Um, what we went through. And I know I went through some like 7 miles in I started developing major blisters. Um we got lost. I was kind of got delirious at one point. Um and we didn't pack sleeping bags, tents, anything like that. So it was kind of that fast packing just to do it. We weren't setting out for a record or anything like that. I didn't even know what those were, FKTs back then. I thought that was some, I don't know, breakfast sandwich or something. Um but yeah, it was a lot of fun. So we're we're thinking about so I said, hey, let's let's do another one. I'm ready. Let's do a fast packing adventure. And he's like, All right, you name it, I'm in and I thought, wow, where would I wanna go? So listeners, where would I wanna go do a fast packing adventure? Now take in mind, I'm not looking for four hundred miles, a whole long through trail. I would be comfortable with hundred to hundred and fifty miles, to be honest with you. Um and I know that doesn't sound like a lot, just because you can run a 100-mile race. I mean, you're talking Wonderland Trails, John Muir's, Appalachian, Pacific Crest. I mean, there's all these trails out there, and they're they're all long. Um, I know one I really absolutely 100% want to do is the Wonderland Trail. Um, but I kind of want to stretch farther than that and do something a little bit more out of my comfort zone. Um, so if you have some suggestions for myself and Scott Hymey, on a fast packing adventure we're not going for fkts we're going for um fgt's freaking good times um if you have some um, ideas for us let us know um scott knows way more than i do about trails anyway he's kind of the the map reader i'm just the follower i just want to be an adventure love trees love mountains love lakes love streams so stuff like that if you've got a good stretch for us um, shoot me a message at manners at dot I'm taking suggestions and I will absolutely follow up with Scott to do something. I want to do a fast pack a couple hundred miles, maybe, right? I'm I'm getting, I'm, I'm drinking this champagne. So champagne IPA. So yeah, a couple hundred miles I'd be into, I guess. Um, depends how much time I can get off work. Maybe I could call it product testing or, or something since I'm working with a, a non-profit trail group now. But uh, yeah, if you have some stuff for us, please let me know. I would love to hear. All the expertise that's out there um, for trails and trips and, and routes like that. But back to Scott. Scott, thank you for uh, including us, me, in your endeavors in the Colorado Trail FKT. Unsupported. Um, I can't wait to see. I know you're going to try it again just because I know who you are. But uh, we all wish you well. I'm glad you're healthy, happy, and, and strong. So getting ready to celebrate the big 50 uh, next month, I think. So... How about some races? Um, there's a lot that this is like to me, this is like a race season. I know we've had a lot that have gone on, but it seems to me like when you get into August, September, it's just like boom, 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 boom. Big races all over. Um, you know, last week we had the Sierras and all in Switzerland. Um, we had what else? Did we had some other big ones. The Oh, what were some of the other ones? We had um, the Ute 100. Uh, Bigfoot 200, Fat Dog 120. Um, there's just a lot. Um, Eastern states 100. Let's not uh, let's give absolute love to the Beast Coast. Love it. Um, great group of people all over the East Coast, and the Midwest, and the Mountain States, and especially the West Coast, and where else? My Northwest, Canada, Hawaii. South America. Let's just keep going. But no, just uh, a lot of good races, but a couple shout-outs. We want to have uh, Trevor Fuchs. He's been on the show a few times. He won the Ute 100 uh, took first place this year, had some crazy good time of, I don't know, course record. Um, and so did the woman, uh, Melissa, I'm sorry I'm not going to get your name right, Osta Zawiski. Um, Trevor was 20 2059. she was 2857. Um, for the Ute 100 winners, Bigfoot 200, um, Mike McKnight, who's been on the show, he uh, hiked, ran, walked away with that one um, for the Bigfoot 200, we also have friends of the show, we've had on Phil Lowry um, and many others, so a lot of fun races, Fat Dog 120, um, our friend Ty Draney went out to that one, it didn't sound like he finished, didn't have the day he was hoping for, um, but. That, I know that's one that's been on his radar. But it's also an alternate course uh, due to some fire damage. I don't know how that affected anything as um, far as the race itself. That's up in, in BC, eh? Up in uh, the Great White North, Canada. Um, Eastern states, uh, back in P- Pennsylvania. Um, Megan Burke and Wesley Atkinson uh, came away with that one. God, there were so many races last year. Um, yeah, so, or last week, excuse me. Uh, Aspen backcountry races are a lot but the 100 but one thing I want to talk about is uh, we mentioned Ty Draney Elva Loco that was uh, a couple weeks ago which is still to date probably one of my favorite races of all time um, wasn't able to get up there this year with trying to cram and, and get moved on transitioning from my job but uh, the good news is every year I get scared right because you just don't know you hear rumors you see things but I did see that uh, there will be registration opening up, I think soon for next year's Elva Carol Loco. So that's fantastic news, and I know a lot of people are chasing their five-year buckle. I had some great friends just get theirs this year, um, their five-year buckle, um, which I- I'm happy to say I—I that's probably the most <laughs> the the coolest accomplishment I've had in running. I mean, I've had some fun stuff, but it's just a cool buckle. Um, so I know there's a lot of people chasing that. So you still got a chance. Uh, It's coming back another year. I definitely recommend you run that race if you never run it. If you've run it before, run it again um, because it is an absolute phenomenal course. We all know Ty puts on just runner-first races, and a lot of great race directors do. So, um, yeah, support that one. Also this weekend, we want to give a shout-out to uh, Jim Skaggs. He's got the Harriman Trail Race up in Harriman State Park near Yellowstone. Um, he will be doing same-day registration for that. So take a look. Get on Ultra Sign Up. Check that out. You don't want to miss it. I am doing everything I can to get up there to volunteer, but I'm doing some house-sitting, plus I've got my pet, plus i got my new job starting, plus soccer. So I'm really trying to get up there. It's about a four-hour drive from my house. But I want to be a part of that. But Jim did mention he is doing same day. I have run up uh, on Harriman. I helped do some course recon before the first year. And it's a super, super cool place to run. So if you haven't been up there, if you got some free time this weekend, um, head up. And he could probably use some more volunteers as well. Um, so you can volunteer for the race. You can sign up for the race um, and, and be a part of something uh, pretty special. Uh, Jim puts on a great race, and it's a beautiful venue and a great place um, if you haven't ever been up there. So keep that in mind. Um, Speaking of the Bigfoot 200, I did see that that registration is opening up in August for next year. And we just started that crazy 200 circuit, right, Uh, that Mike did. He's doing the, what do they call that, the, yep, that's what I'm talking about. That's what they call it. Um, That one, you know, where you run Bigfoot plus all the other ones, that's the one. So that's coming up. you got Tahoe, you got Moab, um, you have all those um, getting ready to, well yeah, kind of kick off, I guess. So um, I still don't know about that distance. Some days, like, I get really excited, like, watching everybody um, run it, right? Uh, the Triple Crown series, there we go. Um, I get excited. Like, I'm like, yeah, man, may- maybe, maybe. And then I th- watch the after picture sometimes and still get maybe. And then I look at some of the carnage and think, I don't know, like 100 hours plus hours <laughs> like i'm not a fast dude and especially if i ran at 200 because i've never run one 100 hours right 100 hours and you could say give or take either side but now you're really stretching it like i think the longest besides this uh highline trail i mentioned that i was on my feet for much much longer than 100 um what i say 48 44 hours ish um, 44 hours. So I'm doubling that and the over doubling the distance, of that highline trail. And I know I'm in better shape. I know more. There's more stuff out there, but even look back at like a Wasatch 100 finish. Um, my slowest time, my first year was like a 34 hour, um, endeavor. Yeah, I'm tripling that. Holy cow. That's spooky. So I, I still can't tip my hat enough to all oh, you 200 mile runners, And, again, not that I'm not tipping to the 100-milers because we've got Wasatch coming up. We've got the Bear coming up. We've got all these other 100s coming up. But 200, folks, I just don't know. Here we go. Bigfoot 200 opens. The registration, it just finished. The race just finished, and the registration opens August 28th. So I think it's pretty smart to capitalize off the excitement, right, because I would have probably signed up. Two days ago for the Bigfoot for next year, if it was open, that's that would have scared me. That would have been a bad move. That would have been a re- well, no, I wouldn't have because I, I haven't saved my money or, or broke into my four hundred one k or anything. But um, but they also have some other races too, um, you know, other distances and other other stuff there. All right, let's uh, let's move forward. We talked about that a little bit. Um, I want to talk about. Uh, some ask trail manners questions because there's some good ones i got three of them this week and then we'll jump back to woody footy uh first ask trail manners questions uh comes from wendy in oregon I oh, love oregon Whenever i see when I see the word oregon i get happy i think ferns and trees and green and rain and i love it okay so here's what wendy had to say with all this heat it takes me back to running in cooler weather i am curious trail manners what your favorite time of year to run question mark or season question mark Windy, fantastic question. Let's just start off by saying I hate summer. I don't like uh, summer at all. It's too hot. It makes me sad. It's too hot. Um, and it gets brown. And it scares me with fires and rattlesnakes. So I'm not a summer one. So let's knock that one out. That, let's start seasonal. So that leaves me three seasons to go. In Utah, we're very fortunate we get all three. Um, the other season would be winter. There's another season called spring. And another season called fall. So, my favorite season to run, I would always have said, has fall. I love fall. I'm a huge. My daughter's name's Aspen. I love Aspen trees. I love the trees changing. Leaves on the ground. The colors. The cooler temperatures are ringing back. So, I, th- I would always say it's fall. But I have noticed um, spring is creeping in there. And for the simple fact, if, if you're in Utah, sometimes you go through these longer winters. And you're always on the snow. And so when you see dirt or you get that opportunity to put your shorts and T-shirt on, right, instead of having a jacket or pants or whatever, um, that's inspiring. And that's very rejuvenating. So I'm still going with fall. So the favorite time of the year, October. October for me is a very awesome time to run. And that's in the fall. But creeping up is the spring. I'm talking Marchish spring. Maybe, maybe the first of April, but then it does start to get warm. Anything over eighty to me is hot. So I like the early spring and I love the fall. And I love running on that first snow, right? That first snow of the year. That's there's something always magical about that. By the twentieth snow of the year, um drop I get Tourette's, start saying things I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I would say October would be the month I would pick and my season would be fall. But again, um, there's some creepies in there as well, that creep around the spring, but summer's my least favorite. Um, winter would come in at number three, uh, two would be spring and one I'm going to, I'm going to go with fall. Um, and Oregon in the fall. Oh, Wendy, you're lucky. All right. Next one comes, uh, here we go. Time to put you on the spot. Okay. This is, this, this has happened like a couple weeks ago. You keep putting me on the spot. Time to put you on the spot. I've noticed more and more trail running podcasts. Some come and go, and some don't have nearly the consistency you've had over the years. Well, thank you, since uh, we haven't been too consistent for a while. Um, But I was curious if you listen to other trail running podcasts and which ones you like. Lastly, next time you visit Colorado, I'd love to um, take you on a tour of my favorite trails. This is from Teresa in Colorado. Um, Well, Teresa, thank you for number one the invitation and i have could absolutely hit you up on that i think i'll be coming to colorado for thanksgiving uh, carlos springs again um you know this is a good question and i know it might sound bad so i always like to have a good explanation here so first of all yes I, there's been a lot more trail running podcasts um secondly i know what you're saying as far as consistency goes um some definitely aren't or they they have different ways and I'm in a rut right now with the consistency thing. I get it, so I'm not. But I've also been doing it for almost five years. So I like to think that, you know, the first four years or, or so, we were very consistent. I, I know we worked, you know. Um, but here's, here's the crux. So listen to the whole explanation before you judge me. Um, do I listen to other trail running podcasts and which ones you like? Well, the short answer is no. I don't listen to other trail running podcasts. And I know a lot of people will go, oh, that's, you know, that's nice. You think you're the best. The reason being is I absolutely don't want to listen for the simple fact that I don't want to change the style we do, the way we do it, ideas, anything else. And I know you can see when you do something, see something, sometimes you can kind of get drawn into it. And maybe I don't want to change I would never. First of all, I'd never do anything another show does on purpose, and I don't listen, so I can't ever say, "Oh, Eric got it from those guys," or "or that person," or "her," or "him," or whatever. Um, but I think sometimes subliminally you you could do that, and it's always scared me because I've never wanted to do this show and have people go, "Oh, they're basically copying them or doing this or doing that." I've never wanted that, and it's always scared me. Like I've always wanted to stay. I hate to use the word all the time, but authentic and true to what, why we started it, why we do it, and the way we do it. I've always preached, by no means are we the best trail running podcast. We don't have, you know, I'm not saying we have the best format, the best anything. We do it because we love it, and we do it the way we've always wanted to do it. And I'm saying we because Joel is such an integral part still of the podcast, even though he's not on, he, he set the groundwork with me on this. Um, and that always has made me nervous. I have at times listened to... And I've, I think we've we've talked about this before. Those have listened to the show about this this topic. But I have listened to some just like maybe five minutes, right? Especially when there's a new person or a new podcast that launches. But for me, it's always about the sound. I'm always curious with the sound. That's always been my thing, especially if I know, um, it's a remote, right? So if someone's calling in or they've got somebody on the phone i'm always looking for ideas there now it's not there's so much technology out there i wouldn't say i'm stealing someone's idea if they're using skype or google hangout or all these um programs and, and software out there but i'm always curious what sounds better because i've always had a problem with the phone ones because it's really difficult and as a podcaster we feed off each other we feed off the guests by body body language um when to, when to interject something, when to talk, when not to talk. And over a phone, it's very difficult, even on video conference, because that could be lagged or, or looks silly. So that's the only time I've really listened to a podcast is based on the sound. I have listened to a couple times when people have emailed me or messaged me saying, hey, did you hear this? Um, and it's not... I, I don't know. Someone, I guess, I guess someone could knock our show on their podcast or something. I would never know unless someone told me, but I have done that a few times. Like, wow, have you? did you hear this? And if I haven't, I, sometimes I'll listen, but I always like to go, well, where's it at? So if it's an hour show, I'm not going to listen to the show. Where's it at? Is it 40th minute to 50th minute, whatever it might be. So this is a super long explanation, um, Teresa, but I think it's important to know that I don't, it's not that I don't want to support other shows, um, because I would, it's not like we're making money, and, and it's this big contest. Like, if I hope you listen to multiple trail running podcasts just to get more information if it's what you love, right? Um, just like reading a book. You have a favorite author. Sometimes it's fun to listen, read somebody else. So, yeah, I hope everybody listens to other podcasts if you like them for sure. Um, but I don't like to, because I don't like to be swayed in any way. I want to stay to what we do. And if it sounds like somebody else or, or whatever, I'd like to say, well, we've been doing it for five years. So were they around then? Um, we don't make drastic changes with the podcast. Um, and there's things we could do. There's things I've wanted to do, but I found out other people have done and I didn't know that. So I just didn't do it. Right. So, I still would feel uncomfortable that way, even if it's a little bit different far as the format goes. So, Teresa, that's a great question. I I give much respect, and I pat them on the back. Anybody that does a podcast, I don't care if it's trail running or not, because I know what goes into the shows. And we're not this huge major podcast where there's all these people editing for you. I mean, I do everything by myself. Um, and I know a lot of others do as well, because I know some of the names that have come out with podcasts, people I absolutely respect as runners and some I know very personally. So I'd say as people, some, I don't know well, um, but I respect anybody that puts something out there because I know how difficult that can be over the years. I've definitely got more used to doing a podcast, um, more used to being in front of a microphone, more used to someone saying, Hey, you're the trail manners person, which is still difficult. um, yeah, I just I give credit to everybody that, that gives it a shot um, or, or everybody that's doing it because I do know how labor-intensive and how um, how much work goes into it. And I think you can get by with just enough to do it, and I think you can go to the other realm and, and just crush it out of the park. Um, to me, it's so personal, um, and that still is. It always will be for me, and that's why I continue to do it. And the day that comes where it's not personal, it doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel... Um, if it starts feeling more and more like work, I think that's when I would get away from it. I think this last year, six months, um, six, six months plus even a little bit has really helped me by not being as consistent because we were consistent for so long, not to say it was work, but I think when Joel left, it was kind of that break point, right? It was that point of, okay, it's, let's continue to do it. But I think this break's been really good for me. Um, And I think once we get kicking back in, like I said, I've got some brainstorm sessions with ideas and some tweaks and some changes and have a few things I'm throwing out there. And I might even pull the listener to see if it's something we should do. I've had people say, you should just do seasons. Um, You know, like your first season is like 10 shows and then you take some time off. I think you can do that to a degree, but it's really hard in the trail running world because trail running is continuous. It's every day. It's. Something, a new topic, a new uh, race, a new uh, information, and I, so I think it's difficult to say that seasonal thing, but but I think the break's been good in the simple fact I can kind of recharge a little bit, um, put a stamp on it, maybe tweak it just a little where I'm kind of the solo host, where I can have a guest host, where I can find new content, where I could find new people and new ways of doing it. So I think consistency is hard. Um, it's not as easy as people think. It's not you know plug and play and go there's a lot that goes into it so yeah I tip my hat to all of them I don't listen to them but I absolutely support them as um, long as they do it they're good I don't want people bad-mouthing anybody on the microphone there's enough of that on social media so if they do that I probably wouldn't be as thrilled but I would never know unless someone told me so I hope that answers that's a super super so I'm sorry if you fell asleep halfway through that one but uh, short answer I don't and uh, which ones do you like I really, I think the one I like, um, if I had to pick one, would be the Trail Manners podcast. I think that's pretty good. Um, So I'd say I've listened to that one a couple times. So there's my answer. All right, let's kick over to uh, some Woody Footies. Um, Loving the Woody Footies. It's the hardest part of the week for me, literally. It's not uh, work, it's not uh, what I'm going to have for dinner. It's not. Am I going to cut my toenails this week or wait another week? It's always which woody footy wins because there's so many good ones, and I get feeling guilty if I don't pick certain ones. And sometimes I get caught in between some. Um, but the first one I want to bring up um, is from Anetta um, Zepatella, I'm guessing uh, her friend Jennifer just finished the uh, her and her friend Jennifer finished the Eastern States 100 together. It was their third 100. Uh, they ran together all the way. And third in their quest to run the three hardest hundreds on the East Coast, Hellbender, Eastern States, and Cruel Jewel. Middle-age, mid-pack, suburban moms. I love that, and you better go make a T-shirt. Mamsum, middle-age, mid-pack, suburban moms. I love it. Go make a T-shirt and go crush the other hundreds. Um, That wasn't the winner, but I just had to bring that up because that's super cool. Uh, but we had some really good ones from all over the country again, and we had, you know, other other locations as well across the globe. Um, oh my gosh, some of these are great, but I'll just get right to it. The winner for this week that we're going to use for the picture goes to Garrick Aaron's the Teton Mountains, um, and it's one that you got to click on to expand because with having the person having the body of water having the clouds having the mountains having the trees you're implementing all my favorite elements um and i'm sure there's a beer somewhere in that photo way off into the city Uh, but garrick is going to be the winner this week um i did folks flash newsflash i did get a hold of my printer so we are we are back on track for new hats. I know I've said that for a long time. Trust me, no one's more frustrated than I am, but they will come back. So no hats right now, but Garrick Aarons is the winner for this week's Woody Footy. I want to challenge my listeners because I look, and there's a lot of similar ones, the Jeremy Haddock's the Wesley Ross, um, Spencer Wells. There's so many names that do it consistently, and I hate to not say everybody. Chris Pax, Cade Browns um that are alex terrell from the beginning um they're always doing a mark davis christopher fell from germany share this with your friends i want to see some new names right just to just to broaden it more just to give us more exposure to better pictures it's not for necessarily me i guess in a roundabout way Oh, it's growing the trail manners well yes but i love to see the photos because they're inspiring when i see aaron saft and his 12 year old um, bag in the two tallest peaks on the yeah, In the east, right? That's inspiring to me. When I see people in these beautiful places that I probably won't go to or seeing Jim Skaggs drink a PBR on top of a mountain or Turtle Miller thinking he's uh, cool enough not to tell us where he's at cause it's so pretty, I love to see it. So maybe share it with some friends. Say, hey, you should go post a picture here. Um, I love to see him. So that would be awesome. I think that's pretty much it. I love Chad Smith's. Yeah, I'll read this one to everybody because you can't see it. But if you go on there, uh, it's from the Eastern States 100. It says when you it's a picture and it's captioned like a meme type thing. When you see the aid station has the perfect mix of quesadillas, pickles and brownies. So <laughs> And the, the, just the photo itself. So if you get a chance, go check that out. That is absolutely awesome. Um, but thank you all for for went through the years of posting on here and the ones that do it. I appreciate it. Um, the Woody footies, even though the hats aren't available, I still want to throw out the graciously sponsor, um, is Turtle Miller from Caldwell Banker in St. George. Um, I'll be heading down to St. George in October for, uh, for a meeting for my new job, um, from the outdoors. How lucky am I for that? Um, and you know what? I think on my, my list, I haven't confirmed it yet, but my weekend just opened up, um, is go down to the capstone races that Turtle puts on in December. Um, I did two years ago, missed it last year. Um, I wasn't going to hit it this year because I'm taking my daughters to Disneyland, but due to my daughter's final schedule at college, we got bumped, so now it looks like I can actually go down to Capstone, hang out with good friend Turtle Miller, Uh, it's a fun course, great time, Um, but yeah, I want to thank him for the support, he's given us over the years, but also to be the sponsor of the Woody Footy Hats, when they do come out, we will definitely get those going um, to make it work, so I think that's it for this week. Um, We have a lot to do, I know, with the Trail Manners podcast. We have some making up to do. We have some uh, listeners to recapture. Um, But thanks for not giving up on us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Send your Ask Trail Manners comments weekly so we can keep that going. Uh, Don't forget to post your Woody footies every Sunday on Facebook. Uh, For those that do use social media and Facebook, those that don't, I apologize um other than that just send me your ideas of a nice fast packing thing and anything else you want to throw our way ideas for the show concepts whatever it is we are an open mic policy here and i just want to say thank you again this is eric manning with my brute ipa starting my new job with the trail manners podcast single track session number 142 and i'm out